podcast contains spoilers to some of your favorite cheesy holiday movies. As if you don't already know that the world is saved from the perils of evil and they all live happily ever after. Because, well, magic or spirit or some suspension of disbelief type shit. Dustin. I'm Ashley. And welcome to season number three of the Hokey Holiday Review. Woo-woo! We're super excited. Yeah, so this season uh, we got a bunch of new things planned. Some new segments, some new content outside of the podcast. Uh, We're really excited for, really stoked to show you what we've been working on. Um, And you've probably noticed that we're here a little bit earlier than normal. Um, Usually we're a Christmas podcast, but we've decided to expand our horizons. And, you know, we're the Hokie Holiday Review. We didn't specify which holiday. Yeah, we've just historically done Christmas, but we decided to uh, just pop in a little bit early this season for a Halloween movie. Yeah, we're feeling spoopy around here. Spoopy, spoopy. Spoopy. And uh, one of the one of the new things that we have to share with you is a segment called Crazy Cocktail. And basically, we just pick a themed cocktail um, that goes along with the movie or just um, just the the season. Um, because honestly, what we found is we really need a drink to get through some of these. Absolutely. So the first cocktail we have is called the Drunk Witches. Drunk Witches, appropriate for our movie, um, which if you can guess what that is, uh, based off of our drink, Drunk Witches, uh, it is basically just, uh, it came out to be a very pretty purple color, dark purple. Um, It's vodka with grenadine, blue curacao, topped with Sprite. Uh, So it's a little bubbly, a little fuzzy, a little spoopy. Um, and it tastes, it tastes pretty good. Um, I recommend using better vodka. We definitely used the railiest of the rail vodka. $9 vodka. We didn't think it exists, but it it sure does. Yeah. So, um, maybe spring for like the, I don't know, $12 vodka. Um, not the $9 vodka like we did. (laughs) So we'll be posting a picture of that on our Instagram for you to see. Uh, and then we recommend that you try it while you watch a spoopy movie specifically about witches. So if you have not guessed by now, it's kind of obvious, the movie that we chose for our Halloween movie, first one ever, is Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, the hype was huge around it. Everybody was super excited. It's the big movie right now. Um, obviously, as Hocus Pocus is nostalgic for all of us um, in our 30s, 40s, late 20s, something like that, um, for all of us millennials. And uh, you can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, obviously, they brought back the wonderful Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy uh, trio, um, directed by Anne Fletcher, written by Jen D'Angelo, David Kirshner, and Blake Harris. And we all know the synopsis, but we always read it. So two young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world once again. Oh, no! Oh, no! Uh, But let's be honest, though. 
this one did not exactly put a spell on everyone. No, it did not. And uh, you put on your personal Facebook page asking some questions, like for people who'd seen the movie, what'd you think of it? Why did you like it? Why did you not like it? And a lot of people were saying kind of the same things. And uh it wasn't super positive overall. Yeah, some of the feedback we got was was pretty. Um... It was it was it was very middle of the road. I feel like like people didn't hate it, but they didn't love it. Yeah, some people liked it okay. Some people did not. Um, personally, I liked the movie okay. Um, beginning to end, I did not mind the movie. I thought that overall it was a pretty good movie. If it was a standalone movie, then it um, it did all right. As a sequel, you know, not so great. Well, and that's what you said. After we watched it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. And you're like, no, I liked it all right. And then the next day you watched the original and you were like, oh. Yeah, and at first, remember, I had said I kind of wish we had watched the first one and then watch the second one kind of like back to back so we could compare them. But I'm actually really glad that we did not do that. I'm glad that I kind of was able to watch the second one separate um, with kind of not a whole lot of expectations just to kind of yeah, see what was yeah. up uh, and see how it went. And when we got to the end of it, I, I did not dislike it. It's I, I want to preface it with that because we got a lot of feedback and a lot of people said the same thing. Yes. That yep. as a standalone movie, it really wasn't that bad. But as a sequel, it did a lot of disservices. That Yeah, that and, and I feel like with these sort of reboot kind of... It's not really a reboot. It is a sequel, but it's been 30, 29 years since the original came out. There's just so many... There's so much expectation for it to be the greatest movie of all time. And, and it... Th those kind of things hardly ever live up to expectation. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but I think that this one, just bringing back the Sanderson sisters, there was just so much hype surrounding that um, because they're such beloved characters and amazing characters um, that it, it was just kind of, just expected that it was just going to be awesome. Right, Like, right. no matter what. I think people just kind of dove into it, just automatically expecting it to be awesome, so they were just kind of let down. Um, but what I noticed is that a lot of the feedback kind of came into like three different categories. Um, one of them is that people were upset that not that more of the original characters were not in this reboot. Yeah, no, like you've got the three sisters. That's really it. Yeah, right? there was. I mean, there there were like nods to mm -hmm. like previous things. Um, but there weren't really any, any other characters. Oh, Billy, the, the zombie. Yeah, yeah. Came back, but other than that, no. Yeah, there wasn't any, exactly. And what's really interesting is, um, gonna insert a fun fact here. Um... The actor, Larry Bagby, who originally played Ernie, a.k.a. Ice, oh, yeah. in he, the original... He had the ice shaved in the back of his yeah, head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very 90s. Um, he was actually interested in having, like, a reprised role in this sequel. And uh, he actually... His agent submitted him for, like, a cameo to be the Salem Magic Shop's, like, owner... Um, yeah. just kind of like a, 
like a, oh, hey, you know, he grew up and he ended up being a part of this, um, a part of the, the owner of this magic shop. Um, but they never contacted him to audition. And so it sounds like at least one other person um, wanted to have a reprised role and they just kind of ignored it. Yeah. And, you know, that would have been fun, but I really did like Sam Richardson in this movie. He's like, He's the character actor. He played the shop owner, and he's like, "Was he the shop owner? I guess he was." Yeah, yeah. And he's he's so funny in like all the things that he's in. He's just he always just goofy. And um, I couldn't. Yeah, I really liked him in this. Yeah, yeah. No, he did a great job. Um, and speaking of Sam Richardson, um, who is who is really funny and and did a great job. Uh, his character Gilbert. Something that I personally would really love to see. Here's a crossover. Imagine this. I would love to see a crossover with um, the Sanderson sisters and Gilbert as their, like, uh, familiar or their, like, assistant (laughs) crossed over with what we do in the shadows because I feel like Gilbert and Guillermo would just be (laughs) hilarious together. And also the vampires being so like kitschy and Uh goofy and um, such big like caricature characters. The Sanderson sisters are also like that. And just could you imagine just the chaos that would ensue with them clashing and then um, Gilbert and Guillermo just kind of being like, hey, How's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm there familiar. Yeah, I mean, so, like, what do you like about your job? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I harvest children for them. Like, could you imagine Sam Richardson saying, like, I harvest, you know, children's souls for them? And Guillermo's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I um, I help bring in, like, you know, bodies for mm-hmm. them to suck blood out of. Like, it, I just think it would be hilarious. Well, this is an official call to Disney, so... Disney now owns Fox stuff, so like it's the world. An, it's actually, a, yeah, they they own everything. They run our planet. Um, no Disney, they can pull their FX stuff and I'm just saying. throw it together. We need this Disney. This is an official call to you. I I'd dare watch it. you. Oh yeah, I watch it every day. Absolutely, I love it. Personally, I think it's weird that they turned the house into like a a magical shop. Yeah, because it's a historical house and like usually those are preserved and like they're more like museum like instead of just like turned into stores where people can just run rampant well and so that's, i thought that was weird and part of that is one of the one of the complaints some people had about the movie that in the last one the house was like in the middle of the woods and it was like vacant and don't go there sort of thing but now it's like the house is in the middle of like a city or like in yeah, the town or something and it's like a shop but you know, one of the arguments you could have is it's been 30 years, like, the town has expanded, and then... Yeah, more development. I still find it weird, though. It is I still find it weird that it's just kind of in the middle of town, um, just transformed into, like, as if it has no historical value Mm -hmm. or, or lore or anything. I, I felt that was weird. Um, one of the other things, uh, that people seem to be upset about is um that there was a lot of words that were used that it lacked shine it was Mm -hmm. lackluster it was bland it was flat 
um, lacked some of the, a lot of the same energy and soul that the first one mm-hmm. had. Um, you know, and, and comments that came along with that were that there was no plot, no motive, no message. And I, I kind of understand. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with people. It, it just wasn't as exciting as the first one. Like, the, the, the no, thrill wasn't really there. Um, it didn't have the same kind of magic or even as much magic. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and, and I didn't really care about the characters that much. Like, I don't feel like there was ever a part where you get, like, invested in their story. I well, like, I feel like we really didn't get much of their story. Yeah, not really. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, I just don't just don't care what happened to them. Yeah, I mean, the movie was only, what, I not, like, barely five minutes longer than the original movie, I mm-hmm. think, the first one. Um, but I feel like we knew so much more about, like, Max and Danny and Allison mm-hmm. in the hour and a half of that movie than we learned about any of the characters in this one. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And that was some some words used to describe um, the, the three teenage girls um, were boring, one-dimensional, bland, like they just didn't really have, like, a story. Um, you know, we know nothing about their families, like, their history. Their, like, we just learned nothing yeah. about them as people, really. Um, but... The three girls were friends, and then the two girls weren't friends with the other girl, and then that's really all we know about them. Yeah. And what did you say about... We had the thought at the same time, I think. So when the three girls were first introduced, and it was, like, the two girls, and then, like, Little Miss Popular Girl that had, like, gone off and was dating whatever the football player, um, when she was first introduced, um, you had said that there is like a weird sexual tension. Yeah, between Becca and Cassie was her name. Um, I can't even remember their names. Yeah, That's how exactly. uninteresting they were. <laughs> I had to really think board. about it. Um, yeah, there was a weird sexual tension. You're like, oh, maybe they they were like a couple or maybe they have a thing for each other. But but that was not the case at all. And that was no. never alluded to at all. But the, just the very beginning of the movie had this weird kind of it vibe was, that we both caught on to. It I was really weird. I didn't catch it as much the on our second watch through of the movie. I agree. I didn't either, but but coming in with fresh eyes, it's just so funny that you said it because I was literally sitting there thinking it. Like, this is some weird, odd sexual tension. Like, are they friends? Is this a very, like, is, are they, are they lesbians? And, like, mm-hmm. that's what they're bringing into this, the new version of, of this movie. Yeah. Um, and then you said... They have some weird sexual tension. I was like, oh my God, I was thinking that too. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if anybody else thought that. I didn't read any other comments of people that had those thoughts, um, but we did. Uh, So if you did, let us know uh, so that we don't feel so alone. Um, Let's see. The the third thing, uh, I just kind of already sort of mentioned this, but it just was lacking thrill and excitement. Uh, it was just lacking, just, um, danger. Yeah. Like, a lot of people said that the witches weren't as scary. No, it was, they were, uh, was, they were pretty much joking the entire time. Which was yeah. fine, like, a lo- I guess, but, and you gotta remember, like, we, th- this movie is for kids, right? 
but so many millennials are watching it because of the nostalgia factor. But at the end of the day, the movie is for kids. It's rated PG. It's on Disney+. Plus. Well, and I think that may be kind of why it's so boring. Like, this yeah. this might be my hot take um, of, of the day, but I feel like since it was made for Gen Z, that's why it was so boring. Yeah. Like, because they're too cool to enjoy, like, magical things or whatever. Like, I, I, I don't really know. Maybe that's not the right the right way to phrase it. I don't think so. I don't know if the movie's even made for Gen Z. It's made for whoever's after that, whatever that gen that is, like the younger kids. Yeah, I guess. I don't I don't really know. It just seems like, you know, the the first Hocus Pocus had that similar theme to like the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was just adventure and thrill and just excitement and suspension. Like right. or like, you know, there was a lot of suspense, not suspension. Uh, there was a lot of suspense, and like you were just really hooked because you there was like a genuine danger that mm-hmm. was happening. Um, and I I just felt like this one really catered to everything's gonna be okay. Like you're not really gonna get caught. Like they like I never really felt like they were they weren't going to get out of whatever they were in. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, yeah, it's, it wasn't very scary, and I don't think kids would even find it that scary. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's it movies are just made a little bit. They're made a lot different these days, um, and so I think that it's. I think that is. We just we sound like old people. The movies just aren't the same these days. Movies <laughs> back in my back day. in my day. <laughs> That's true. And actually, I lied. I did say that there were that there were like three things, but there's, there's a couple more than that. So the other thing, the other big thing that I had a problem with that many people had a problem with was the musical number, specifically the first one when they first appear in the woods and they just break out in song and dance. There is not one person that I've heard that enjoyed that or felt like it was well-placed. No, it was... It was very strange. It was, it, it made no sense. Right away, I was like, what are they doing? Like, what? why, why? Yeah, why, yeah. We, we both said this. We were like, why are they doing this? Well, they did it because that was a big part of the original movie was the musical part, the um, I put a spell on you part. I agree. But that but... was, but it was naturally thrown in there because of the part of the, pl- the place in the movie that it took place and, and all those things. This was just like, they popped out of the ground and suddenly they're singing. Yeah, but exactly what you said, like, oh, it's an ode to, like, the, the first movie where they did in the first movie, but they 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 did that already later in the movie. Yeah, and that one when was they fine. Did, yeah, like, that was the ode to it. One so way why or did they, the yeah, yeah, why did they need a second one that was just completely misplaced? Because the first time in, in the first movie, the whole reason that they broke out in Song and Dance in the first place is because, like, they needed a quick cover. Yeah. And so they just pretended to be this musical group so they weren't, you know, like, discovered, you know, or whatever. Like, right. there was a need for it. And so it happened naturally. But then when they just popped up out of the ground and immediately start singing without a band, without, like, anything happening, mm-hmm. like, it made no sense. It was really weird. They tried to play it off with the the two teenage girls being like, what is happening? This is definitely... Like, they tried, they, they tried to, like make it less weird 
by having the characters in the story acknowledge that it was weird yes. and it did not help. The movie tried to make us laugh with them and not at them sort yeah. of thing, but it did it didn't work. It it just was weird. Yeah. And I think it kind of took away from a little bit of the the scariness of the witches, right? So like they just kind of they cuz they had like this intro that was like the all the like all the light in the woods was gone and it was dark and then they, they were flashing and it was like kind of scary and then all of a sudden they're singing and I was like, I, I feel like it took away from some of the, the fear of these witches. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, and like I said, they already had a, a segment where they go to this festival. They're in the middle of it and the 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 guy is like, oh, are you here for the, for the costume contest? And, or whatever it was that they said, and they were like, yes, like, point us to the direction of the stage. And that was much more natural to yeah. me, because that was like, oh, yes, this worked last time. We bewitched people doing this last time. Let's do that again. Yeah. And, like, so that made sense. And here's another fun fact. I put a spell on you in Hocus Pocus the first time that they did it. And one way or another, in Hocus Pocus 2, they both start at exactly 58 minutes and 30 seconds into the movie. Pretty fascinating. So... Well-timed. Exactly. Well-timed. Good job, Disney. That, obviously, that was done on purpose. Yeah. And that, that's why the one way or another was a perfect ode, a perfect, like, repeat to the original I Put a Spell on You in the first one. Yeah. And exactly why they didn't just need a, a, a one when they popped out of the ground that came out of nowhere because on the stage there was at least like a band and she was like try to keep up like it, it just yeah. worked and they just it was just so unnecessary they just didn't need the first one yeah definitely and then it seemed like a lot of people including us had an issue with the lack of characters from the original movie or any sort of like continuation of that story Yes. Like, I know that some people were saying that they would have preferred if it was, like, Max and Allison's kids that somehow lit the candle, yeah. and then, like, it, their Aunt Danny, you know, was a part of the story. And I agree. I feel like that would have made a lot more sense, because we've got this girl... What's her name again? Becca. Becca. I'm telling you, I cannot <laughs> remember these characters. Um, and I've seen the movie twice in one week. Um that Becca just gets these powers out of nowhere. We have no idea her family history. Yeah. We don't know, like, her parents. We don't know anything about her, but that she just has this magic randomly. Right, yeah, and that's towards the end of the movie, and there's no really there's no really any clues to, their, to her having magic until towards the end of the movie. Um, yeah, I, I think it was, like, the, the, um... I probably within the last 30 minutes. Yeah. She just randomly has magic and but why? And how? I want to talk about what I want to talk about the ending. Because the ending seems to be very controversial. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't like the ending because they didn't like how like soft-hearted Winnie became. Yes. Um but I I personally really liked it. I'm a little torn on it because it seems a little bit out of character for her to be as soft and as like, like all of a sudden she's kind of good, but also it's not because 
at that point in the movie, her sisters are gone. And her sisters are everything to her. And that's when she becomes very, like, emotional and, like, realizes that everything she loves is gone. And she becomes, you know, she's sad about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I, I thought it was the perfect ending because she, it, it shows, I mean, yes. Could they have been more evil like the original in this movie? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was it missing just a little bit? Yes. Um, but were they having a blast just being these characters again? Also, yes. Absolutely. Um, and I really honestly enjoyed how much they were enjoying it, truly. Mm -hmm. And to me, that, that was, that, that was a lot to me. That meant a lot to me, um, to be able to see them just having so much fun reprising these roles. Um, it almost didn't matter that, to me, that they were less evil. Mm -hmm. Um, but the ending... I think it shows a wonderful character arc. Um, and, and I think it was the appropriate ending because otherwise, why show the beginning, you know, when they're kids? Yeah. She's obviously very protective of her sisters. Yeah. She was beside herself when they were trying to take her sisters away from her. And then when they all ran away to the Forbidden Woods and we're hearing these noises around them, she's, like, pulling her sisters in, you know, around her yes. and trying to to protect them. And so it makes perfect sense that at the end of this movie, what she said was her, her folly is her fate. Mm -hmm. um, she was so greedy that she didn't even think about what she would be losing, and now that she's lost, you know, like she said, my magic is nothing without my sisters. Like, right. it's, you know... And that, I feel, goes back to the beginning. And also, um, it, it shows a, a complete difference in her character arc because in the first movie, she tells... Um, she tells the... What's his name? Max. <laughs> um, she tells Max, like, oh, you would give your life to save your sister or something like that. Like, you, or, you know, you would risk your life to save your sister as if it was just, like, a preposterous concept. Mm -hmm. And here she is. Well, she's lost her sisters. And now she's like, oh, well, shit. I, I want to give up everything that I have for my sisters. I thought it was appropriate. I, it was a tearjerker. I almost cried. I thought it was very beautiful. Bette Midler just crushed it. I, I don't think you're wrong about any of this. I think you are on point. I think the only issue I have is that it, it seemed to happen very quickly. It was almost like the snap of fingers from her evil to her complete character arc. Do you think? I think I it don't. happened pretty quickly. I don't. I don't. And the reason that I say that is because... You know, when you're greedy and, and you know, you, you want something, you want all the power, you want all the power, and then you realize what the cost of that was, and you real, like, because we sat there and we watched her kind of struggle through those emotions. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't just, like, a few seconds. Like, her whole monologue, her whole bit where she's, like, making these realizations you can see that on her face mm -hmm. and you know she says a sentence here and then she you know you watch her process that and then she has another sentence there and you you watch her process that um until she just kind of puts those conclusions together herself yeah you know i i think i loved it 
Um, okay, but I know that a that. lot of people didn't. They, and I guess it was more widespread than that because here's yet another fun fact uh, is that apparently two test screenings um, of this movie showed that the ending was the weakest part. Mm. So after the original shoots shots were, were done, after the or original filming were done, reshoots needed to be done because um, because the two test screenings showed that like the end was the weakest part. So I yeah. that makes me wonder what what they originally shot that people did not take to. Right. Yeah. Was it been... similar to this? Was it different? Yeah, who knows? I'd I like know. to see that cut at I some know. point. Maybe we will. Who knows? The the whole ending kind of makes me makes me wonder. Now, if you got far enough in the movie, you realize that there's a post credit scene, and it kind of alludes to there maybe being a third movie. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder if there is a third movie. Um, are the witches like? Obviously, you're gonna have the witches come back again. But what are they gonna be like? Are they gonna be evil? Are they gonna be like good? My prediction is maybe that they're good in the third movie and then they have to team up with the kids to, like, fight a greater evil. Like, maybe the mother witch that from the beginning of this movie is, like, the big bad and they come and they have to fight her or something. Maybe. I don't know. Just I... a thought that just popped in my head right now. But it just makes me wonder, if they do a third movie, are they going to come back and suddenly be e totally evil again? I don't know. You would think not. I mean, I, I hadn't even thought about it, but everything that everything that I looked up, everything mm -hmm. that, that we we looked at, as of right now, there are no plans for a third movie. Right. Maybe they wanted to see how this did maybe. everything. But they just allude to it in that post credit scene, but maybe it's just supposed to be like a... You know, I mean, they allude to it in a number of ways because we still have no fucking idea where Becca's supposed magic came from. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, to kinda... be fair, we didn't know where their magic came from either in the beginning when they were kids. Yeah. So I guess it's still, it's, I guess that's something that's, that goes unexplained, I, I guess, throughout. Yeah. That we don't know where they got their powers from, but um, I truly loved the beginning. Yeah, that was I, cool. I loved seeing, I know some people were like, well, the three girls were just like way over the top. Absolutely not. They crushed it. Yeah, I didn't think they were over the top. I mean, you got to remember, again, this is a Disney movie. and I, But I, I did think the girl that played Winifred, she even had, she had mannerisms. Oh, my God, like she was hand, so good. Hand mannerisms. Like, there's a certain thing she does where she, like, touches her face. Yeah. Her hands crossed, touches her face. And then uh, the girl that played Little Sarah was hilarious because she played up that whole, like, dumb girl thing. Yeah. Like, I thought they did a great job. No, I thought it was perfect. And, and I, I thought that she really nailed it and really encapsulated it. And I loved the, I loved the history um, of seeing them grow up. And a lot of people actually said, when I was, like, looking online, a lot of people were saying that um, they wished that the second movie was, was like, a, a prequel, a full prequel. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that we never even touched, like, 2022. Um, I would have been in it. Maybe they'll do a prequel series or something. I could Maybe. see them doing that. That this is thing, quite popular. Focus Pocus is a big deal. They could make it happen. Bring those girls back. Do a prequel, six episode, seven episode little series. Yeah, the that way. is popular these days. So you never know. 
And another thing that I really enjoyed about it was the whole Walgreens bit. That was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, and I liked that it was, um, like, brought... It brought, like, a new element of things that they didn't understand. Because, like, they've mm -hmm. already been brought in the, into the 90s. They were already brought into, like, the modern world and surprised by cars and vehicles and, you know, different things. Mm -hmm. And so you obviously can't bring them back 30 years later and have them still, you know, like, be surprised by cars all over again. And right. so just the fact that the the whole little bit of, like, oh, all of these beauty products will keep you young, <laughs> which is funny because it's that that is how it's advertised to, like, people today right and they're and they're drinking the lotion yeah like, oh it's delicious and like i didn't like when she uncapped it like i was like oh like she knows that it's like lotion that she just like puts it on her face yeah. but then she starts drinking it yeah. and then um and then mary like eats the face mask instead of like putting it on her <laughs> uh -huh. face um yeah i truly i thought that that was really hilarious well it was funny too when the uh those three girls came up that were dressed like the sanderson sisters came up to like they wanted a picture with them, they're like, "What is this?" and 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 then and then they go to take the selfie, and Winifred like immediately does like a selfie face, like she's been yeah, doing as it a, yeah. forever. But then it was funny because on the picture, there was a filter, like an yeah. Instagram filter, on their faces, so they were like, "Oh my God, we we're look so beautiful. young." These products wow. work. Yeah, so I I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, Mary, during the last movie, when they had to get their brooms, she got screwed and had to use the vacuum. Yeah, and then they kind of bring that back with the Roombas. I think the Roomba, I that was brilliant in my opinion. I really enjoyed that. I, I did like the Roomba bit. It was pretty I thought funny. it was funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that I like liked or didn't like about it. That pretty much sums it up. There's really only one other thing that bothered me um, a whole lot was for that spell they needed um, a petrified spider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just used a uh, stuffed spider from the carnival. That I that I couldn't know. Now, was that just, um, um, what was his name? Gilbert just trying to trick Billy because the whole time he was trying to trick him, he's like, oh, we can just use that. That's a spider. Well, no, because his life depended on it, remember? Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, like, he, but I don't know what, I don't know where he thought, like, oh, yeah, a stuffed spider. Like, that'll <laughs> work for a, a, a magical, black magic witchy spell. What? I don't know. It, it, and then it, and then it fucking worked? Get the fuck out of here. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Killing it on the details. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything else that I that I didn't like, though. Um, I definitely see why people didn't care for it or how they were disappointed. Um, but overall, I, I liked it pretty well. Um, yeah. All right. Let's talk about another fun fact. So Sarah Jessica Parker, who who plays Sarah, I always find it interesting when a character plays a character with their same name. I never even noticed. Yeah, I didn't notice until today because I was when we were watching it. I was like, "What is the witch's name? I can't remember what her name is." And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, it's Sarah. Her name is Sarah." Anyway, it's, I'm off on a tangent. Um, so she was researching around like 2004-ish, uh, researching for a show that she was going to be on. Uh, she had to research some family history. And it turns out that her 10th great-grandmother, uh, whose name was Esther Elwell, was arrested in Salem, Massachusetts in the late 1600s for committing 
uh, sundry acts of witchcraft and choking her neighbor to death. Um, her case never went to court or anything. She escaped with her life, and the accusation ended the Salem witch trials, which I think is crazy because Sarah Jessica Parker's n known for this role. She's known for Sex and the City and Hocus Pocus. And so, like, this is a huge role for her, and it's just crazy that her family history is tied in so deeply with this. Yeah, the coincidence of that is extremely fascinating. And she was quoted to say, it has changed everything about who I thought I was. So that must have been a really fun tidbit for her to learn um, as, like, having this huge iconic role that came from the Salem Witch Trials. She was um, literally born to play that role. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, quite literally. Um, that might be my favorite fun fact ever. Yeah, it's great. All right, well, we've, uh, I think I've said that everything that I've, my main thoughts on it, as well as uh, just sharing what many others mm -hmm. thought about it as well. Set our um, piece. Feel like we've got, we've got some well-rounded feedback here from, um, from us and others. Uh, so with that being said, um, let's check out the ratings. Um, so IMDb gives it 6.1 out of 10 stars yeah. and 63% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I find this very interesting because with the first Hocus Pocus, uh, IMDb gave it a 6.9 rating, had a higher rating, but Rotten Tomatoes only gave it a 38%. Interesting. And, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is usually on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they do a pretty good job at rating things. Yeah. Um, but really? They rated this one better? It's... By, like, double? Yeah. Almost? I mean, that could just be one of those things where it was rated at the time, you know, as a kid's movie give it a, a low rating and then it becomes this cult classic movie that everybody everybody loves and then their scale probably changed a little bit in the last 30 years. I guess I still feel like it even even if it has become a cult classic, I still feel like it was a relatively good movie to begin with. I know that some people said that as an adult watching Hocus Pocus now like they aren't as like enthralled or captivated by it, um, but I am. I'm going to be one of those adults. I mean, the last time I watched it, I was just like, oh, this is fine. Like, I didn't think it was bad, but I wasn't, like, into it the way I was as a kid. I mean, I dig it. So, with all that being said, um, my rating for it, all the controversy surrounding it, everything that it is, isn't, whatever it is, um, I, I give it, I'll say, 72 out of 100 children's souls okay so there are um there are 38 28 <laughs> i can math um there are 28 uh children's souls flying around that that got to escape great um i'm not going to be as generous um i thought it was fine i didn't hate it i didn't love it um would i make this my a regular film that i watch around halloween time Probably not every year, um, so I'm just I'm gonna I get agree. I'm gonna give it five out of ten Roombas. Roombas. Yeah. Flying Roombas. Flying Roombas. <laughs> five out of ten flying Roombas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So another new thing that we have decided to bring to our reviews. 
um, is a challenge segment followed by a punishment. So we'll be doing different challenges and essentially whoever doesn't make the challenge or doesn't uh, fulfill the challenge or just straight loses depending on what game we play or what exactly what activity we're doing um, has to suffer the punishment. And so we will be documenting that punishment for all of you guys to see. It'll be like on our Instagram, it'll be on our TikTok. Uh, and it, it's really just for your pure enjoyment at laughing just simply at our expense. Yes, and if you have any punishment ideas you'd like to throw our way, something crazy you'd like to see us do, by all means, we love to hear it. Yeah, and I mean, we're talking like uh, public humiliation, um, eating weird things, you know, just whatever dares there are. We just wanted to have a little bit more fun with it and just kind of share a little bit more excitement with you guys uh, for what we do. Yeah, as long as it's not something that we might go to jail for. Um, yeah, and I'm not eating any, like, bugs. Not even, like, one bug? Nope. Not even, like, a tiny one? Nope. Lame. Super lame. Okay, we'll save that one for you then. Okay. <laughs> so our first game that we're going to do to determine who gets uh, the punishment this time, and we're not going to reveal what the punishment is. Uh, you're just going to have to wait for that to drop on our channel and uh, then watch it when it comes out. Um, but we are going to do a heads up or headbands, whatever you want to call it, um, a Halloween version of it. Get my phone ready here. And for those of you that maybe have somehow never played Heads Up or Headbands, it's where you put your phone up on your head and the other person, where you can't see your screen, and the other person tries to describe the word on the screen without telling you what it is, and you have to guess it. And so um, we're each gonna take turns. We have made a pact that we're not going to sabotage each other. Um, we are gonna play fairly. Uh, we do have to live together, so <laughs> so if one of us um, does not play fairly, then the other one can just murder them in their sleep. Oh. And um, that's know, a bit excessive. I didn't know that part of the game. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Dustin's going to go first, and we'll see how many he gets right. All right, what? So I just hold it up and then what? If I get it right, down. Or okay. if you get it right, you go down. Goofy. We are often this way. Weird. Um, not from this world. Alien? Yep. Um, sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red. Uh, uh, sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red. Uh, I don't know. It's blue on the inside, red on the outside. Uh. When you cut yourself. Blood? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there were some movies about this. It's an underground maze. Underground maze. Um, oh my god. Uh, Twists and turns, doorways, portals. What? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. Movie. And your time's up. I, what was it? Labyrinth. Okay, my turn. Alright. Three, two, one... Something that's, like, gross. Um, Disgusting. No, like, just icky. Like, you just want to vomit when you see it. Sticky. No, like, really, really nasty. Um, it, it, 
it's the Halloween season. The movies that we watch are what? Spooky. Well, yeah. Uh, what do we eat during Halloween? Candy. Uh, but what are what is candy? Like, what kind of food is it? Sweets. Desserts. Yes. Um, the, what do the witches do? They can perform this thing. like Magic. Yes. When someone's dead, they'll write this on tombstone. A, a eulogy? No, it's just very simple. Like, what do you see on most tombstones? An epitaph. No. Um, it stands for something. It's, it's just three letters. R.I.P. Yes. Uh, where do they put those? Uh, ah. I think you won. I don't know. I think we tied. No, you got four, I think. I had three. You did. I am the loser. The one you didn't get was repulsive. I got yeah. Yeah. Repulsive. It makes you want to throw up. It's gross. So that brings the final count to four points for me and three points for Dustin. I'm a loser. Which means he is the victim of our very first punishment. Womp, womp, bum, bum, bum. Just keep rubbing it in. Just keep singing to me. I, <laughs> I will. Um, so we will be doing that punishment and dropping that on Friday, November 4th. Uh, so make sure that you guys look out for that. Hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully it'll be super entertaining. And we can all get a really good laugh at Dustin. Yeah, all of us can get a good laugh. All of us. Yeah, all of us. Yeah, you have to laugh at yourself. I know, I know. And while you eagerly await the video of me performing my wonderful punishment, be sure to check out our post of the drunk witch's drink that we had while watching this movie. And we will see you guys next time for a new movie full of new complaints. That's right. And again, we want to hear from you. So if you have any movies that you've seen that you're like, you guys need to watch this, you need to talk about it. We're all ears. Yeah. And tell us what you thought about this movie. We really would like to know. Thanks for joining us today. We love you guys for listening. Don't forget to check our socials throughout the week to see what new shenanigans we're up to next. Like us, follow us, share us with your friends, family, and your pets. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at the Hokey Holiday Review, and on Twitter at Hokey Holiday. We want to hear from you guys. Leave us a comment, send us a message, or an email, or a carrier pigeon, and especially, especially drop us a review. They help us so much in finding new friends. And we'll catch you next time. Keep it cheesy, Hokey Homies! Hokey Homies!